what does it exactly mean to walk in purpose? I know it has become a thing in our culture to know your purpose or to do your thing. But as a follower of Jesus Christ, what does it actually mean to walk in purpose? Well, that's what I want to discover with you. I'm Jody Cell Grove, and I am excited to walk with you, to discover together what it means to walk in God's presence and live a life of abundance in our everyday lives. We'll do this through sharing testimonies, digging into God's word, and walking out Matthew 17, 20, where Jesus said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. I'm so honored you've taken the time to walk with me this week. Welcome to She Walks in Purpose. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to She Walks in Purpose. This is episode six of season three. And man, it's been deep for me. I don't know about for you. I know I have shared this multiple times. Um, whenever God moves me into a season and I'm focused with him in a, in a particular area of my life or topic or whatever it may be, I know that I will be moving through what I am to be talking about. And what's coming to mind right now is integrity is an extremely important value for me. Um, walk in the walk, not just talk in the talk is very important to me. And I believe that that's God given and he is faithful and he is true. His word never returns void. So therefore, if I am walking with Jesus then I can expect and should expect that he is going to hold me to what he desires for me to be as I walk with him, which in essence is him imparting Jesus's character within me. And so I am recording this literally on the day that it should be released. And I'm just going to say it's because it's already been a rough week and it's Tuesday. <laughs> um, yeah. My brain is not foggy. My mind is not foggy. I just am completely exhausted because of what he, he is revealing to me in the vital necessity of our souls and how precious they are in the sense of it is how we are connected to him. And if our souls are out of whack, quote unquote, meaning if we are chasing other things, if our minds are set on other things, if we are striving in any way, then we're not 
like fully connected to him in the sense of that we are living in such a way that we we are connected to peace that we are living a life of patience that we are living a life of truth that we are living as little Christs, because that's quite frankly what a Christian is. Um, the term Christian, I don't know the historical like date, but I know that after Jesus ascended, his disciples, now apostles, they called themselves the followers of the way. And so what I'm discovering is if I am in the way and the way is within me, the way is Jesus Christ, then there doesn't need to be striving. There doesn't need to be me figuring things out. There doesn't need to be me worrying about things. There doesn't, none of that needs to exist. It doesn't actually exist within him because he is all. And when he is working out belief systems, perceptions, it is, it is like, I don't know how else to explain it except for like, it feels at times like my head is going to explode. <laughs> because so my mind has become so ingrained in how I perceive myself, how I perceive others, how I perceive life, how I perceive circumstances, and then, of course, how I perceive God. And when he is like undoing those things in, in really revealing himself, like, this is who I am here. Know me here, Jody. It's... um what's coming to mind is I'm traveling on a road that I thought was a straight road. And all of a sudden I'm starting to veer off onto the um, side of the road. And all of a sudden, like, I know it's the wrong thing to do, but I have a tendency to just jerk the wheel back onto the road. And what does that kind of do to do to us when we do that, when we jerk that wheel and we jerk that car back over onto the road, it kind of, um, causes your mind to go a little out of whack your heart starts racing um and it takes a while for you just to get like recenter yourself and that is what it has been feeling like for me for the past two weeks specifically and so I know that was just a long like preface to episode six but I just want to be very real with you in knowing or in letting you know that like this is who I am and this is what I go through in life and I just appreciate you being willing to to tune in and just listen to me process what God is revealing to me so today we what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna pull together the soul 
So we're going to pull together all these pieces of the eyes, the ears, the tongue, the mind, and the heart. Um, and God took me to Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 27. And so uh, I want to start off by reading that first and foremost. So I'm going to read Proverbs 4, 20 through 27, and I'm going to read it through in the ESV first. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. I'm going to read it in the NIV. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet, and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. And like I said in the last episode, I like to read now from the NLT. So I'm going to pull that one up and read verses 20 through 27 in that. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. So today we're diving into pulling together the soul, understanding how the heart itself and all these aspects of our soul, how, how they can be so easily distracted and what that does to our being in his presence. So I want to go back and just first and foremost talk about each verse in verses 20 through 27 because it each of these verses specifically point to an aspect of our soul and what it what is happening here is there's this there's make there's this connection between our eyes, our ears, our tongues, our minds, and our um, hearts. So in verse twenty, I'm just going to read from the NLT. It says, "My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words." So 
we're really focusing on, God is really focusing on the heart here. And when I looked up the word ear, it literally means the part of the ear. But as I kept reading the definition, it also said to uncover, to reveal the receiver of divine revelation. So not only is there this connection of what we're naturally hearing, but what is also the connection to our soul, because whatever we're bringing in naturally is also impacting our soul. So whatever we're hearing with our natural ears, it affects our soul. One can just stop and think. Let's just stop and think about that for a second. It's different for all of us. For me specifically, if I am out in nature and walking and I am attentive to the wind blowing through the grass or through the trees, if I'm attentive to the birds that are singing, if I'm just attentive just to the quietness of nature, it impacts my soul. It impacts my inner being. It, inter- it impacts then how I feel and what I think. So verse 21, moving on, um, it reads, don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. And so we're still talking about the word. We're still talking about God's words here. Don't lose sight of them. So first we're to be attentive to them by hearing, by listening. Now we're to, to not lose sight of them. So be attentive with your eyes. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. And when I looked up the word sight here, it meant eye. So it, it meant the physical eye, but also this aspect of the mental and spiritual faculties of who we are. So not only... Um, are we to be, be paying attention to what is coming in our ears, but we are also to be paying attention with our mental and spiritual faculties. They exist. And I'm not talking just my brain. I am talking our minds when I'm talking about mental faculties here. Verse 22, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. The word whole in verse 22 means the totality of who we are. So that that means that is encompass, encompassing all of who we are. Our inner being and it can also impact our natural, our flesh aspects of who we are. Verse 23, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. This really was the main verse that God led me to. And then he just opened up the rest of this passage. But the focus of episode six is really Proverbs 4.23. And in the NIV, it reads above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. The ESV reads, keep your heart in all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. 
And the NLT again, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. The heart um, that is in this scripture, it means inner man. It means mind, will, heart, understanding, soul. And so what this particular verse is telling us is that our heart determines the course of our life. And it also is the place that life can come from. It in I love how the NIV reads, for everything you do flows from it. I think we need to sit in that. Everything I do, work, thought, speech, emotions, everything about me, Jody, flows from my heart. And I find it fascinating that the springs of life can come from there. And I think that's like the profound revelation that I'm just trying to grasp as God is moving me through things and working things out of me is I'm just coming to this revelation of how ugly my heart is and how much he wants, he is reshaping it and wants it to be his heart, not Jody's. But just... everything comes from there. And that, I mean, that to me, it's just like, that's how precious this aspect of me is to him. Okay, so I want to move on. Verse 24 says, avoid all perverse talk, stay away from corrupt speech. So here we're talking about the mouth, the tongue, And mouth means organ of speech, language. Verse 25, look straight ahead. So here we go. We're, we're back to our eyes. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. This is also including not only the physical eye, but it's also including our mental and spiritual faculties. Lastly, in verse, um, or not lastly, verse 26, mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Now, I just love the fact that now God is pulling in our feet. And in different verses, uh, or excuse me, in different um, versions, it may say ponder, It may say make level. If I go back to the ESV, it reads, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. So what does the ponder mean? Well, it means mark, make level, smooth, balance. 
if you recall when we were talking about the mind, this is what's coming up for me. When we were in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, balanced conclusions. That is that is wisdom. That is discernment. That is reasoning with the mind of Christ. So if we correlate that to verse twenty six, to ponder the path of your feet, meaning reason. Think about it through the eyes of scripture, through the eyes of Christ, so that your ways will be sure. So your foot knows where to take the next step. And when it says your ways, it's literally the the direction, the path. It also, like these other aspects of the definition just floored me. It's manner, habit, course of life, of moral character. So this isn't really all about where I'm going in life. It has everything to do with who I am in Christ. Am I sure-footed within the I am? Am I sure-footed Within Christ, the way, the truth, the life. Verse 27, do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. And I just read that one out of the ESV. Swerve literally means to stretch out, spread out, bend, bow, to turn. So don't stretch out. To the right or to the left. Don't spread out to the right or to the left. We're supposed to turn our foot away from evil. Literally depart. Avoid. Remove. Put away. Take away. And the foot literally means the foot. Forward. We can look at it that way too. Are our eyes forward? to direct. I mean, has anybody tried ever looking to the left, but walking to the right? Like that takes a lot of concentration to do that. It, we're, we're not, we weren't designed to do that. We, we were designed that the, the whole of the front side of our body would always move together in one direction. So when we're thinking about our soul, and where it is, if you are a believer, your soul is in eternity already. It's in his hands. And that should direct the rest of my body. That should direct my eyes. That should direct my ears. That should direct my tongue. That should direct my feet. That should direct my mind. And above all else, it should direct my heart. So like always, I did, I wanted to do a little bit more research. And so I went into David Goodchick's Enduring Word commentary just to go through verses 20 through 27 in Proverbs 4. And he states in there that 
there is a mention of the of the body at least 11 times in verses 20 through 27. And what he refers that or what he thinks that is implied is how all of these aspects of who we are should be dedicated to God should be. And in the sense, you know, when I even say that, I think to myself, they're his. Let him use it. That takes me back to First uh, Corinthians four seven. What do I have that I have not received? I have received everything about me, just in my body alone, from God. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, like my role in a, as a follower is just to let Him lead and let Him do what He needs to do in and through me, to the accomplishment of our father's will. So the heart, of course, is where our focus is in episode six. And what David Guchik states about the heart is our heart is inherently sinful. I think David tells us in Psalm 51 that we were conceived in sin. Verse 5 of Psalm 51, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and and in sin did my mother conceive me. So our hearts have inherited sin. We We were born. We were conceived in sin. It's our nature. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, it is we are to work with him in the cultivation of the heart that loves him, that um, seeks only him, that that all desires are for him and toward him. And I would say that that's a, that's a lifetime experience here on earth. At least that's what I'm experiencing. Wisdom belongs in the heart. And who is wisdom? Christ. It tells us in his word that we are to have the mind of Christ. I can't tell you exactly where that one's at right now. Um, but he belongs in the heart. He took residence within our heart. And if our heart is a part of our soul, which it is, Remember last week I talked about how the heart and the soul are like interchangeable within the Old Testament. So if his residence is within the depths of my inner being, then that's where the whole idea of guarding the heart comes from in Proverbs 4. Keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. So God created our souls, our being, our heart, say it however you want to say it. He created that place within us to be the reservoir for him, the reservoir of life. And that is the exact place where change has to begin 
That's the exact place where transformation begins. When Paul states in Philippians 2, Therefore, my beloved, I'm in verses 12 and 13, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So, I am to work with him as he is working out of me the sin, inherited sin that is within the depths of my being, my soul, my heart. He's working that out. And what is he replacing that with? He's replacing it with life. He's replacing it with Jesus Christ himself. So that out of the heart can come that life instead of the sin. So the fact that life can flow from the heart, it implies that life has its fountain and the direction it takes is determined by the heart. I mean, that is such a scary thing when we know that our heart is yucky. We have to give attention to what we speak I found this fascinating. Um, We pay attention to what we speak because it's revealing what's in our heart. I mean, how many of us actually take the time to think about what's coming out of our out of our mouth? Like, that's what God is having me do. But he's having me do it in multiple ways. He's having me pay attention to what's coming out of my mouth, the thoughts that are in my head, because they are all representation of what's in my heart. He's revealing himself to me in all things and having me become very attuned to this is what I'm working out, Jody. You got to work with me. Something Guchik stated, um, and I can't remember if it's one of the theologians that he pulled in, but um, here's, the, here's the statement. Deceitful and perverse words are used to cover deceitful and perverse actions and superficial habits of talk Harden into well-established, well-established habits of thought. Like that was like, oh my word, that makes so much sense to me. That made so much sense to me. And here's why. If I am constantly talking about myself um, in lots of different ways, then it is going to establish habits of thought about myself. Because this is how it works. When the word of God in Romans, I think it's Romans 10, 17, I think I used faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, guess what? Faith isn't only built up by speaking it and hearing it. Other things are built up by what we hear. So if I'm constantly talking about myself, worried about the way I look, um, you know, you, you fill in the blank, whatever we are talking about, it's going in our ear into the inner man. And then that is creating well-established habits of thought. Like, isn't this extremely fascinating how God designed us? I just, I, I'm, 
completely floored with the intricacy of how he designed us. And yet at the same time, in his word, he's revealing to us how he designed us. Better keep moving here. Distraction causes us to look any which way but forward. Distraction can be circumstances. Distraction can be thoughts. Distractions can be a person. Distractions can be a smell, something we've heard. There's all types of distractions for us, you guys. And it doesn't have, they don't have to be natural distractions. A lot of times my distractions are my thoughts. And those distractions, where do they come from? They come from my heart. Because if all of this is connected, that means that there's something in my heart that's not godly and it's distracting me from God. Lastly, we must consider our destination because it helps us to not turn left or right. I, what I'm learning is when, when he tells me in his word that behold, I am a new creation and that I'm to put off the old self. What I'm learning is, is there are well-established habits of the old self. And my working out of my salvation and fear and trembling, which is all God's done in God's strength and God's, I mean, it's God alone that's working that out. But I am to maintain connection to him. I am to remain attachment to him so that he can do that. So that's, that's my work in that. It is so easy for me to move into the well-established sinful habits. And when that occurs, then my eyes have just moved from the right or the left. They're no longer facing forward. And let's just get real. Facing forward is my eyes on Jesus Christ. Facing forward is my eyes in eternity. My eyes towards the one who holds me. The one who is my refuge. The one who is my fortress. The one who is my all in all. The I am. So now I want to move us a little bit to understanding a little bit more about the heart. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but I think it's very important for us to understand what really is going on in the heart. So in the word of God, we are told a lot about our desires. So I'm going to take us first to Matthew 6, 21, which we've been to before for where your treasure is there. Your heart is also. Then we have Psalm 51, verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 24, Psalm chapter 20, verse 4, may he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
Psalm 39, 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We have desires. We all have desires. God gave us those desires. And what he desires most is that our desire for him trumps us wanting to fulfill those desires anywhere else. He desires for us to go to him and be satisfied in him. Let's walk through real quickly what can happen with a desire. We all desire security. And me, for instance, I have been talking about finances off and on throughout this season and how it can be a source of worry and fear for me. Well, what I'm discovering is that I have placed the desire for for security in my finances. And what can happen is when I've placed my desire for security in finances, then what I'm doing is I'm seeking fulfillment. I'm seeking security within those finances. And what God is revealing to me is, Jody, I created money. And I created it so that you would be able to interact in your world with it. I didn't create it for you to be secure in it. You find your security in me. So what happens is, is we have the, these desires and what what sin has done is it has prompted us to seek fulfillment, to seek satisfaction, to seek, like I was just talking about, security, to seek feeling good in other things. And these desires are rooted in our hearts. They're found in our hearts. And the true reality is, is we can't be satisfied anywhere else but in him. And so when I was reading all of these verses out of Matthew and Psalms, basically, those were (laughs) the only two books that I was reading scriptures out of. What God is telling us is, if you recognize where you're looking, if you recognize what you're continually striving after, you're, you should be able to recognize where your heart is. It's either going to be placed in a sinful way, in a fleshly way, towards anything and everything but God, or it's going to be placed in him. And I'm just here to say that this is the wrestling. This is the struggle of the believer. This is what sanctification is about. This is what it means when Paul says to work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Now I'm going to close us with wrapping it into his presence. And immediately I'm taken back to the very first episode when we were in Psalm 91. And I would like to read that in the NLT. 
Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. Attachment and connection to the Most High, to the Almighty, to our Lord, to Jesus Christ, occurs within the very being of who I am. When I'm striving or attached to something else inwardly, I will not know him. I will not be able to know him because I'm attached to something else. And because I will not know him there, I will not be at rest. I will not be in the shelter. I will not be in the refuge. I will not know peace, which is a person, Jesus Christ. I will not know rest. I will not know love. I will not know patience. I will not know long-suffering. I will not know gentleness. I will not know mercy. I will not know grace. I will not know strength. I will not be reasonable. I will not have the mind of Christ in that moment. Now, I'm not saying that that's completely out of grasp, but I'm just saying when I'm not attached to the vine, when I am not connected, that I will not know the fullness of the, of the God who created me. And when I don't know the fullness of then I will be in chaos. I will be tossed to and fro. I will not experience peace. I will, I will, I will experience worry and fear. And for me, you guys, I won't experience joy. I won't have the joy of the Lord. That's my strength. Because I'm too busy seeking the satisfaction for particular desires in anything and everything but him. This is what's coming up with for me, so this is how I'm going to close. I believe that God is moving me through learning about how he designed me and how important it is that I stay attached to him and connected to him in this time of my life and in this time of history because he knows what's coming. He already has been where I'm going in life. He already knows what's coming because he is, he was, and he is to come. And he is preparing us, preparing me. And I pray that you are surrendering to him to know him in such a way. That this preparation will, will move us to such a place, grow us up in such a way that it will not matter what's happening around us or to us. Because we will know that we are safe. And that others will know us by our love for him and them.
you for walking with me this week. My prayer is that you've seen Jesus even more clear, recognized the immensity of God's presence, and discovered an even deeper abundance of life, knowing whose you are. My encouragement to you is this. Know God's presence envelops you. His purposes are for His glory, your good, and that entails a life of abundance. Blessings in the truth and grace of Jesus Christ.